On today's episode of the Cross Promo Pro Wrestling Podcast, we're going to be going over the results of Monday Night Raw. We'll also be going over this day in history. In the news, we have NXT commentator out for a few weeks. The Rock responds to negative reactions. New member of AEW. TNA's No Surrender debut will be during a title match. Carmelo Hayes speaking after his Vengeance Day. Rock versus Roman for WrestleMania 40? It was already decided. We have Eric Bischoff speaking about Tony Khan's upcoming announcement. Hall of Famer calls for more realism and less phony. Mommy getting backing from a Hall of Famer. We have our new follower shout out. So what are you waiting for? Get on, get your gear on. Lace up those boots. Step through those ropes. We dare you. And ref, ring the bell. set for at least one hour. Introducing your hosts from Fort Worth, Texas, at a total combined weight of 430 pounds, Kevin and Chris Newell, the Cross Promo Pro Wrestling Podcast. It is Monday, February 5th. Welcome, wrestling fans, to the Cross Promo Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin. And I was Chris. What was that? And I'm Chris. Oh. And we are the father-son tag team of Pro Wrestling Podcasts. Want to say welcome to our show. If you're listening to us the first time, welcome. If you're listening to us and you've been a long-time listener, still welcome and welcome back. All right, well, we just got done watching Monday Night Raw, and uh, a lot of people still don't have a lot of questions answered, one of them, of course, being Seth Rollins. Um, So uh, let me just go ahead and we'll go into the Monday Night Raw results. After this And the ding ding noise is back. All right, let's say we do that one again. Monday Night Raw. It would have been funny if it played the ding noise again. It would have. Now let's try that one again. Ding. Yeah. Well, Wait, um, it didn't work. <laughs> now well, let's try that one again. Ding. Uh, are you saying I'm incompetent, sir? No. I just said it would have been funny if it happened a few okay. times. Okay. Well, Raw started off with Seth Rollins coming to the ring, wanting to talk to Cody because he still wanted answers. And of course, with everything that had happened on on SmackDown earlier it, last week. A lot of people still kind of uh, sore and upset. I mean, over the over the weekend, internet just blew up with this whole thing about Cody to the point where, well, we'll get more into that later on. But um, if you guys follow us on TikTok, then you'll understand my frustrations. But we got a show to do here, so um, basically, Seth had told told Cody to his face. He wants to 
test himself against the best, and Cody is the best. But in doing so, Drew comes out and tells Cody that he had everything all set up for him. He took out CM Punk. He weakened and, you know, tore CM Punk's arm just so Seth wouldn't have to deal with Punk and that Cody could win and take on Roman and to go finish his story. Basically, Drew just wanted a shot at Seth and um, didn't get his way. So he goes off and attacks Seth and attempts to attack Cody. So, yeah. So, and then next you've got... um, it was a fatal four-way tag match. This was to determine who goes on to face uh, Tyler Bate and uh, no longer Butch, but, um, oh my God, I forgot his name. I think it was Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn, thank you. We've been calling him Butch for so long, I forgot his other name. Holy crap. Okay, but the winner of this fatal four-way tag match would go on to SmackDown this Friday to face Pete Dunn and I got it right. And Tyler Bate. <laughs> and the winner of that match on SmackDown will be the number one contender for Judgment Day's Damian Priest and Finn Balor's tag titles. Uh, it was a real hard fought match. It was a crazy match, too. Uh, there was at one point, even the commentators didn't know who the legal man was. Even we didn't know who the legal man was. Uh,. There was like two ringside clearings. Uh, and then, of course, you had the Brutus Ball to everybody on the outside of the ring and took out a whole entire cr- uh, took out everybody involved. Uh, it ended with Tommaso Ciampa pinning um, Vin- um, Vinci because you had Imperium, New Day, DIY, and the Creed Brothers all represented. And uh, the funny thing was, right before the match ended, uh, Gargano tried to go for the pin, and then Tommaso kind of pushed him off and said, you're not the legal man, and pinned Vinci. All right, and Chris, you got a, what was a backstage interview? See, finding the interview. You basically had Shayna Baszler being interviewed on the match that happened right after this about... Basically, she said she was going to tear Becky Lynch apart limb by limb. Then after that, you had a backstage thing with Becky Lynch getting ready to to go on her way to the ring. Yeah, and she basically saying that she was gonna, she thinks she was gonna win. Yes, because this was the uh, it was a qualifying match, if I'm not mistaken, for the women's elimination chamber. Uh, The winner, I believe, like I said. Uh, in uh, the last I believe it was Friday's episode um, because we didn't do anything Saturday because we were uh, because of everything going on over the weekend on the internet but uh, winner takes on Rhea Ripley at uh, Wrestlemania the winner of that Elimination Chamber match more on Rhea to follow (laughs) that's kind of funny um uh, yeah. Let's see, that match was ended by pinfall. You had, if I remember right, Liv Morgan and uh, I think it was Zoe Stark watching that match. Yes. Uh, they were going to be going at it next week to decide which one of them is going to be in the chamber. Yes. Becky. There's going to be there's going to be six qualifying matches altogether. 
because it, it needs six participants. Two to start the match. Other four will be locked in the pods. Let's see. The match ended by pinfall. Uh, picked up by Becky Lynch, meaning she she's going to be going to Elimination Chamber. Her very first also, by the way. They, they couldn't stop mentioning that part of... This is Becky Lynch's very first time participating in an Elimination Chamber. She's done ladder matches. She's done a Hell in a Cell match, I believe. She's just never done Elimination Chamber. See, Becky Lynch is one and two, and Shanna Baszler is three and two. So before this, Becky Lynch was defeated. Yes, until Oof. now. Let's see. Then after that match, you had Liv, Liv Morgan being interviewed, basically saying, and where she said, talking about how she lost a, a whole year of her career. Nearly a whole year because of Rhea. Yeah. And basically, this whole elim elimination chamber thing is basically going to be her way of getting revenge. So if she wins, she's going to definitely want to take the title. I don't know. All signs are pointing to Becky. Yeah, that's true. I think we've kind of... It's probably going to end up coming down to Becky and Nia Jax for that. Well, more again, more on that to follow. Like, not even a full promo or two from now. Uh, you had Adam Pierce after the Liv Morgan interview. You had Adam Pierce kind of... Well, you had him and Imperium talking about the whole celebration of 600 days of having the title for Gunther, <laughs> which would then happen later on during the show. And at one point, some point, Drew McIntyre was kind of, he came in there, uh, I guess Adam Pierce called him in, and he... No, I, I thought it was Braun Breaker. Oh, no, I, am I getting... Yeah, I think you're jumping ahead. Braun Breaker came in. No, that was later on I think either way um, here I'm pretty the note says that it was Drew so oh okay after that yeah okay you want me to you want to finish it or no I'll finish it okay uh, so basically he was getting on Drew's case and basically saying that he was talking about fines and he did not like the shirt that he was wearing mm -hmm. kind of it's basically what the meme that you've been seeing everywhere on social media the guy standing over the other guy's grave sort of mm -hmm. but it's just got CM Punk's face and uh, t taped on it or something Let's see then you had that being cut off by Rhea Ripley coming to the ring just mad and saying that she wanted Nia Jax in a match but at Adam uh, Pierce well, she just wanted Nia Jax out to the ring now so she can rip her head off yeah oh I was skipping ahead <laughs> that, that time I definitely was but um, Ad Adam Pierce I was about to say Adam Cole wow uh, he was he basically said that the match was made for Elimination Chamber, title on the line. So, it will be Nia Jax and Rhea Ripley for the WWE Women's World Championship. And then, whoever walks away with the title there will 
probably go on to face Becky Lynch at WrestleMania if Becky Lynch wins. But I, me and you were th- both thinking that Becky Lynch is going to win. So, well, yeah. Granted, we don't know who all the other participants are. Or who yet. all is going to win right now? But right now, the odds-on favorite is Becky Lynch. Uh, oh, and Nia Jax did come out after that, and a fight started. Yeah, Nia Jax took out security, too. Couldn't stop screaming. All right. Then um, you had a mixed tag match. You had Alpha Academy's Akira Tozawa teaming up with Maxine Dupree, uh, taking on Ivar and Valhalla of the Viking Raiders. Of course, um, it's a pretty good, decent-sized match, but then Ivar and Valhalla took it, uh, took the win when Ivar had pinned uh, Akira Tozawa. This leaves a tag squash match. Yes, which Akira Tozawa was literally squashed. Uh, Akira Tozawa's record is now one and two. Maxine Dupree zero oh and two. She's now defeated. Ivar three and two. And Valhalla is 1-2, no longer defeated. Next, he had the Judgment Day. Uh, Dominic rep- uh, keeping the Judgment Day up to date about Rhea's status after getting it jumped by Nia. And um, encouraging JD, you've got this match with The Miz coming up. You've got this. Don't worry about this. And all of a sudden, here comes our truth out of nowhere. Our truth still believes he's still in the part of the Judgment Day. They finally reinitiated him into the Judgment Day. Well, actually, they kind of did because Damian Priest didn't know what else to do with him and just said, "Fine, just hang out here." So now they're forced to st- stick with him. Uh, well, if you can't beat him, let him join you or something. Let him. Let if him. You can't join beat him. him. Continue to join them, even though. They beat you. Anyway. Um, so the next match you had J.D. McDonough taking on The Miz. But it's alright. If It would be alright if R-Truth inter- interfered in this because uh, J.D. McDonough is not in the Judgment Day. Well, he lost you the would say lo- that losers out, out of Judgment Day match. R-Truth during the match. And he's over here just throwing New Day... Um, Judgment Day shirts out to the crowd with his, and it's the ones with his name on them. And uh, it's throwing JD and Dominic off to the point where uh, threw uh, off their rhythm, their momentum. It it did because uh, our truth puts the shirt on Dominic to where his arms are like trapped. Look like a straight jacket or something. Yeah, I think I think that's what one of the commentators said. Yeah. And as soon as the shirt came off of Dominic, the Miz was right there to kick Dominic right in the face. And um, he was attacked when he got back in the ring. So it looked like that was going to end up costing the Miz the match. Yeah. But then it didn't. It didn't. It ended up because um, what had happened the whole time, JD never got his money from the from the sales from the merch from the Judgment Day merch because he's not in the Judgment Day because he's not in the Judgment Day but our truth went on ahead and gave the money that he made off the shirts to JD JD over here is like you know what maybe we could turn this whole thing around on him and stuffed it in his trunk but then immediately well, when he that was, happened he was trying to but he, he got knocked to. out of his hands 
Yeah, because he had uh, the uh, the Miz's. Um, I forget the name of the move. The Miz's finisher on him, and Miz picks up the win. Skull crushing finale. Skull crushing finale. Thank you. Golly. It's hey, good. I finally remembered a move. Oh God. Okay. Well, J.D. McDonough is still defeated at 0-4, and The Miz, having a much better year than he did last year, he's at 3-2 and two now. Uh, well, he, at least he's not defeated. <laughs> he was defeated most of last year. <laughs> All right. Next is the backstage segment with Imperium and Adam Pearce. Oh, okay. I got, I got this mixed up then. Sorry about that. With Imperium, anyway. Uh... Oh, no, this was the, uh... No, I guess it was. This is when you had Braun basically coming in to talk about signing with Raw. Because that had happened. I thought he had signed with SmackDown, but I guess he was just there to look at the contract and weigh out his options. Yeah. I guess we took the notes funny on that one or something. Yeah, because, I mean, he's got a lot to weigh out because... Him and uh, Baron Corbin are now number one contenders for the NXT Tag Team titles. Oh, is it Wolf Dogs or something? The Wolf Dogs. Did they actually grill that Wolf. day? Oh. I guess. I guess they agreed on it. That, that's funny still. The, the back and forth there. Mm-hmm. But uh, they didn't say if he signed with Raw or not. He's just kind of going around between the two brands and talking to the uh, GMs. Then you have then you have the celebration for 600 days with Gunther. He was basically saying how he's got the longest reign of all time and how uh, at some point he asked I think it was Ludwig to stop celebrating these to because there- there's no real challengers left. And that's when Jey Uso came out. Yeah. And then he challenged, but that was kind of after him and Gunther went back and forth kind of complimenting each other's accomplishments until Gunther started kind of insulting Jay a bit. Something about only 50% of the effort. Uh, then the, then he offered the, issued the challenge and the fight broke out. Uh, with all three members of Imperium ganging up on Jay, uh, to which the New Day came out to kind of even the odds. Mm-hmm. And then the fight was broken up, and Imperium got out of there. Well, it was announced a, mi- a few minutes later after that, um, there will be a six-man tag match next week. Jay will team up with the New Day, and they will take on Gunther and Imperium. It would be cool if it was Biggie, though. Hmm. We'll have, we'll have to see that later, I guess. Yeah. Or Jay could be the newest member of the New Day. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't see no. Jay joining any groups anytime soon. He's been After in one for far too long. After that fiasco that went down with the bloodline. Yeah. Uh, next up, you had the tag title defense with Kabuki Warriors uh, kind of fighting their rematch against Caden and Quintana. Caden and Katana lost this rematch. And uh, you also had what looked like most of the tag division watching. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Raw women's tag division, anyway. Yeah. Which I, I think don't is think SmackDown has much of a women's tag division. I think the only 
really women tag team they got on SmackDown, I think, was the Kabuki Warriors. No, you have um, Unholy Union. Oh, yeah, them. That's about it. <laughs> I guess it's a good thing I said most, then. Yeah. That needs to be fixed. Imagine if they end up having a rivalry with the Unholy Union. Be nice. The back and forth we'd see there. Uh, yeah, but see, it it would be good if you had a second women's title, and um, yeah, and that would bulk up your women's tag division on SmackDown because you've got tag teams already established on Raw. You've got Chelsea Green and Piper Niven, Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae. Then you've got uh, Tegan Knox and Natalia, which I'm thinking here pretty soon they're going to be hitting the rocks. Uh, who else? Of course, uh, Katana Chance and Caden Carter. Kabuki Warriors, they're on SmackDown. And uh, Shayna Baszler and Zoe Stark. That is it. Let's see. Caden and Katana are both 2 and 3. Kabuki Warriors are both 2 and 1. Match ended when Kari Sane pinned. Pinned? Pinned. She pinned? I don't even think that's a real word. Pinned. We're making up words today, I guess. I guess so. The correct past tense of the word pinned. Pinned. No, but she pinned, uh, I think it was Caden Carter. Mm -hmm. And after that, let's see, I forget who, uh, who got this promo. Um, Did you get pinned? <laughs> now I've completely lost track. Uh, let's see, who, what was it about? Oh, uh, Sam, the Sami Zayn interview. Sami Zayn, yeah, he had an interview in it. He seemed very despondent. Uh, what does that mean? Well, he was very deep in thought. I mean, the way that the whole thing went. Talking about how after his uh, match, I guess last week with Drew, uh, Triple H pulled, pulled Sammy aside and said, Look, this was your, that, that was your rocky moment. You know, you're the underdog. You just got a lot of people backing you. You know, you keep working at it and everything like that. So... What they're probably doing is uh, pushing for uh, uh, Sammy to join in the uh, Elimination Chamber match, which I'm all for. All right, that came up to the main event, of course, and it ended up becoming our match of the night. So let me turn that off and go into match of the night. Of course, the match of the night is Cody Rhodes going up against Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, the reason for, and it was a bull rope match. Uh, the reason and the purpose of this match was during, over the weekend, during a live event, Cody was uh, coming backstage after winning a match. Shinsuke was there to meet him with the poison mist and sprayed it right in Cody's face. Well, Cody demanded that he wanted a match on, on Raw. And it would be a good old classic bull rope match. Of course, anyone who is a fan of professional wrestling and knows their history, the bull rope match was created by Dusty Rhodes. 
and it's where you had and if you're not familiar with it your two opponents will be held together by the wrist by a rope and in the middle is a cowbell so the only way to win is by pinfall or submission and you can use the rope as a weapon you can use the cowbell as a weapon and they sure as heck used it uh, I think somebody might have started bleeding. Mm-mm. Oh no! That was the miss. That was the miss because Cody got missed again. But Always it was right before he put. A, but there was, I mean, it was a really good match. Uh, Shinsuke, at one point, thought he would get it, get a win after using the belt, the rope. Uh, but Cody was the one to do it. He was able to get the rope in between Shinsuke's legs and pull it up injure him and then make him do a flip do crossroads and get him for the pin okay so i just thought of this because it sounded pretty funny uh, imagine if there was a rope break during the match like they it, you mean like the bull rope broke no the, the what the normal rope break that they go for with mm. the and then they still have the other rope because rope i see what you're saying but could they i don't yeah. think no because i don't think uh there was like disqualifications i think there was no disqualifications. Still would be funny because rope. Yeah. The bull rope match. Well, uh, this makes Cody undefeated at 2-0. and And Shinsuke defeated still at 0-3. Uh, right after the match, though, uh, Cody gets attacked by Drew. So this is probably leading up to more than likely either Cody and Drew may be facing each other at, at Elimination Chamber or they may be participants in the Elimination Chamber match. I don't know. But uh, it ended with McIntyre attacking Cody. Uh, then we go right to uh, Raw Talk where of course we go over the three key interviews that they had. Match um, of the Week music. Oh yeah. So um go back to raw so um they had interviewed the miz and r-truth and the miz is still trying to convince r-truth that he that r-truth is not in the judgment day and r-truth then gets this idea that they should probably put the miz in the judgment day and the Miz is like, no, no. He's getting a little frustrated, but then still happy with the fact that he had the vic- he had the one win tonight over JD. Uh, the next interview, of course, you had New Day and Jey Uso. Watch next week. Our truth is going to, I guess, not ma- not officially, unofficially. He's going to unofficially put the Miz into the Judgment Day. That might happen. Be kind of funny. And then the Judgment Day, the Judgment Day is going to be trying to get rid of him. Yeah. There might even be a match made or something. Who knows? But um, next interview you had, you had New Day and Jey Uso talking about how, uh, what are their feelings towards um, this upcoming match next week against the Imperium, and are they going to be able to get along since their storied past where you had the New Day always against the Usos. Well, of course, you know, Xavier comes out and says you know iron sharpens iron we can get we can get along and we will win 
There's no doubt about it because there's so much of a storied history that we know each other's moves so much that we'll know how to act and react in the ring. Uh, then the last interview they had, it was Zoe Stark who was mentioned, who was at being asked about uh, her upcoming match next week with Liv Morgan. And she said she's feeling a bit insulted by Liv Morgan, thinking that Liv Morgan, after coming back and get revenge and all this uh, other stuff, she felt insulted, basically, by what Liv Morgan said with her promo earlier that night. Uh, earlier tonight, uh, rather. And uh, she's ready to take on Liv, and to make an example out of Liv Morgan. But that is pretty much all that was to be said about Monday Night Raw tonight. Overall enjoyed the show um crowd was on top of it especially with coding chanting the we want cody chants and everything um i guess that means they want cody they want cody all right well let's uh head into this week in wrestling history today in pro wrestling history all right <clears throat> on this day in pro wrestling history in 1971 in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, the finals of a 14-man tournament took place where El Mongol defeated Nick Bockwinkle to become the NWA Georgia heavyweight champion. In, on this day in 1988, WWE main event took place at the Square Arena, Indianapolis, Indiana. It was the first primetime wrestling show that took place on network television since 1955. Uh, 33 million people had tuned in on TV to watch Hulk Hogan defend his WWE Championship against Andre the Giant. It was a WrestleMania 3 rematch. And this time, Andre the Giant had the million dollar man Ted DiBiase with him as well as Virgil. Now, during this match, Ted DiBiase and Virgil would try to interfere every now and then, but it wasn't until uh, Dave Hepner, the twin brother of referee Earl Hepner, had been paid off by the Million Dollar Man to have Hogan lose the title and give it to Andre the Giant. Now, with that being said, Andre, after winning, immediately forfeited the title to Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase, while the president at the time, Jack Tunney, had said um, on an episode uh, the following week, on the 13th, uh, that he's going to vacate the WWE Championship because the way Ted DiBiase had gotten the title is not the way it's supposed to happen, which then led up to the uh, tournament at WrestleMania 4. That would be the winner of the tournament become the new WWE champion. Now, before losing his title, though, Hulk Hogan had held the belt for 1,474 days. So just over four years. Roman has surpassed that number. 
on this day in 1994, ECW held the Night the Line Was Crossed uh, event. Main event, it was a triple threat match for the ECW championship. You had Shane Douglas against Sabu and defending champ ECW champ Terry Funk. Um, it match ended with uh, after six after coming to a 60 minute time limit draw. Uh, you had Terry Funk retaining the title since the match came to a draw. On this day in 2001, the weekly episode of Monday Night Nitro, uh, Rick Steiner had beat Shane Douglas to become the uh, WCW World or WCW United States Champion. Uh, on this day, in on an episode of SmackDown in 2002, Maven, the Tough Enough winner, had uh, defeated The Undertaker to win the WWE Hardcore title. On this day in 2005, CZW, Only the Strong, Scarred for Life, was taking place in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And uh, had a slew of title changes on the show. Justice and uh, Justice Payne and Nick Cage had beat Chris Cash and Spider Nate Webb to become the new CZW tag tag team champions. Frankie the Mobster had beat had defeated B Boy uh, for the CZW Iron Man title and. In a fatal four-way, Mike Quack, uh, Quackenbush had defeated Alex Shelley, Sexy Eddie, and the Arsenal to become the new CCW Junior Heavyweight Champion. Uh, also that night, Ruckus had beat the Messiah for the CCW Championship. And in the main event, you had C uh, J.C. Bailey beat Necro Butcher. It was uh, in a barbed wire cage. Mat. It was a barbed wire cage match uh, to become the CC to win the CZW Ultraviolet title. In 2007, uh, it was uh, the main event of Monday Night Raw. Shawn Michaels had beat Edge and Randy Orton in a triple threat match to win uh, to earn a he earned himself a WWE Championship match at WrestleMania 23. And it was going to be up against John Cena. <clears throat> on this date, three years ago in 2021, Edge had returned to SmackDown uh, to name his WrestleMania opponent, but was confronted by Roman, Roman Reigns, uh, who was then taken out by Kevin Owens. Also, uh... At that time, Big E had retained his Intercontinental Championship in a triple threat match against Apollo Crews and Sami Zayn. Weird how things have changed in th just three years. Alright, now for birthdays. Uh, celebrating his 32nd birthday today is uh, former, WWE, uh, former WWE star Mace. Uh, Mace, of course, part one half of the Mason Monsoor, the uh, what is it, 3M? I think it was like Maxim Male Models. Maxim or Male like that. Models. 
uh, he had debuted in professional wrestling on February 1st, 2016. Uh, he was trained by Booker T here in Texas and Houston at the Reality of Wrestling. Here's a little crazy fact about an unknown fact about him. Mace used to play professional uh, used to be in the NFL. Graduated from North Carolina and uh, was drafted into the NFL in 2013. He was the third round 89th pick and was uh, drafted to the Houston Texans. And then uh, after that, after two years, had went to the Jacksonville Jaguars, but was only there for offseason and practice squad member. Same with the New England Patriots in 2015. When that was done and over with, went over to train with Booker T and got into the world of professional wrestling. <clears throat> All right, also celebrating birthday today. Madison Rain celebrating her 38th birthday today. Oh, she's about my age. How about that? Um, yeah, celebrating her 38th birthday and uh, had trained by, was trained by Jeff Cannon and debuted in the world of professional wrestling in 2005. Next, uh, you have Luke Graham would have been celebrating his birthday today but sadly had passed away June 23rd of 2006 at the age of 66 went by many ring names Billy Calhoun, James Wolfe, El Lobo Luke Graham, Mighty Yankee Pretty Boy Calhoun and Wolfman Savage uh, he had debuted in professional wrestling in 1961 and had retired in 1987 all right. Well, that's pretty much it for uh, the world of wrestling history. Chris, it is now time to get into the news. Oh. Today at Pro Wrestling News. It says here uh, that Booker T. <clears throat> He missed Vengeance Day, and uh, that was because he was going, he, he was having a med medical procedure. Yeah, I think that, that's what the word. He was going under, yeah, he was getting surgery done. Yeah, uh, he said, quote, I'll be off TV the next couple of weeks due to a medical procedure I had to have. Uh, he then continued, but I'm all good and we'll be back in action on NXT in no time end quote hmm. uh, he didn't really say what kind of what was going on what the procedure was and uh, WWE hasn't really said anything about who's going to be sitting next to the other commentator uh, Vic Joseph for the show yeah we had Wade Barrett last night um, going over um Vengeance Day? Vengeance Day, yeah. Alright. Uh, the Rock acknowledges the negative online reaction. The Rock acknowledges. Well, um... He, um... He put it out as this. Um... So blank, blown away by this insane energy from the people. 
We quote, gotta start reading swears as just redacted. Yeah. Uh, quote, undeniable and one of the loudest, one of the loudest ovations I've ever experienced in my career. Thank you, Birmingham, Alabama. Thank you, WWE. Thank you to the man himself, Cody Rhodes. And most importantly, thank you to the people. Our connection is unbreakable and our bond is electric. He had also then had a different message uh, he posted on X. Um, Formerly X. Formerly Twitter. Um, He's saying no matter what era, the decade, or the city, the energy and connection that is between the people's champ and the people will never be broken. He thanked Cody Rhodes uh, for the love and uh, the house. He then concluded by saying, quote, Roman, there is only one head of the table. I'll see you in Vegas, Uso. End quote. So, uh, there's more to follow here in a few minutes on that as well. Uh, Brian Keith, I think that was uh, Bounty Hunter. The Bounty Hunter Brian Keith, yes. He's, uh, he trained with... Uh, he was trained by Booker T, and he came up here in North Texas for uh, Metroplex Wrestling, VIP Wrestling, and DFW All Pro Wrestling. He, well, he's officially All Elite now. He, all right. He has signed with AEW. Uh, let's see. Let's see, Tony. You had Tony Schiavone. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, it took place like after his match with Eddie Kingston. Uh, well, he en- interviewed him and basically inform- told him that AEW would be picking, uh, I guess, hiring him or signing him. Yeah. As a, as the the normal kind of regular all elite graphic appeared on the TV or whatever you were watching yeah. on. Kind of like how they did in the beginning when AEW first established themselves. They they would put whoever does join with w, uh, with AEW, uh, they would put their image of them saying that they're all elite. Yeah. Sorry, I'm eating sunflower seeds. Okay. Uh, so Mustafa Ali is going to be debuting in TNA, but he's going to be debuting at TNA's No Surrender on February 23rd. And of course... Like in-ring debut? His or in-ring all, debut. No, or no, is no. it everything altogether debut? His in-ring debut is going to be there, and it's going to be for the X Division Championship, and he's going to be taking on Chris Sabian. Um, of course, if you guys want to see this... You get their uh, TNA Plus uh, streaming service. Thinking it's a crazy thing to do for Mustafa Ali. Alright, Chris. You're up. Let's see. Oh, yeah, the whole Carmelo Hayes thing. Um, let's see. Oof. Yeah, it was... Um, this was after he beat... There. I guess not really beat. Just attacked. Well, Trick Williams. beat up. Yeah. 
eventually someone was able to catch up to him with a camera and see this was backstage you had uh, Kelly Kincaid mm-hmm. attempt sort of asking trying to get some kind of answer or reason as exactly to why he did well that yeah uh, well we didn't get anything except for like a one word response uh, and that response was just whooped hmm. okay and he said that while sitting on a bent a bent up chair it was bent out of shape funny oh it's the same chair that he used on Trey okay alright um you know what? I'll have you read this one okay I'll have you read this one I'll let you continue to read uh you had Dave Meltzer uh, mm. What? I said, mm. I, I don't know. Just keep going. Uh, he was basically saying that the whole thing with The Rock and Cody and Roman was kind of, it was part of the whole deal he made on uh, January 3rd. 3rd. Yeah. Quote, when he came, when he made the deal... On January 3rd to come in, that was part of the deal. Well, it's also being, but if you guys, if you really pay attention, nothing has been said. They're not saying he's taking on Roman. No one has said anything about that yet. And no one has said that Cody's not going to take on Roman or whatever. We don't know what's going on. See, there's also more here. Uh, let's see, Cody winning the Royal Rumble. Um, he didn't say why Cody won the Rumble, just to kind of have it handed off to The Rock, or what it seems like handed off or to The Rock. Or if there was a deal made or anything. Well, no, he said that the whole thing with, was part of that deal that he made on January third. No, I mean like a deal with Cody. Because a lot of people are speculating that Cody had just went on ahead and took this Royal Rumble victory that he had and gave it to The Rock. Uh, not saying, well, it, it does mention a deal, but it's all the dimension is is that nobody knew but the deal had been kind of made it was made prior to the whole thing that happened on Smackdown prior to the Royal Rumble yeah okay yeah okay and then it said something about the plan being Seth versus Cody so looks like that's that might be what we're getting kind of in the meantime alright but it still would be cool to kind of see Cody and Roman kind of after that, because the whole storyline we had kind of theorized would be that you have The Rock, who's going after the bloodline ties that Roman has. Yeah. Take those away. Because Cody said he was going to take everything. That's mm-hmm. what The Rock is here to help do. 
then at the next pay-per-view, which I think would probably be SummerSlam, and then you said that was gonna, that that was rumored to be at Madison Square Garden. Yeah. That then there Cody would take the title mm-hmm. without the bloodline interfering or maybe slightly interfering, but then changing their mind either because the rock interfered or because they remember that they have no real loyalty to Roman and mm-hmm. it's just the title of tribal chief that they have loyalty to. Exactly. That's what I think may happen. All right. Well, the reason why I turned the music off is it's something that we had brought n- brought up over the weekend with our TikTok videos. If you follow us on TikTok, you'll know what we're talking about. Of course, uh, we're mentioning the whole thing about how fans are getting upset about the whole Cody and Rock thing. Um, it has gotten to the point, folks, where people are now threatening the Rock's daughter, Ava. Uh, death threats. And there was one post I saw where a guy is saying, I'm hoping that The Rock gets killed and Roman gets leukemia again. It's like, this is very intense. And then... So, why I'm saying that is because I've got two news stories here that kind of go with how of our motto, you know, of what we said in our TikTok video. Of course, that is, we have no say, Chris or myself. Uh, I'm speaking for myself. I don't know about Chris. But our whole goal of our show is never to criticize a wrestling promotion on how they do things or how they operate. It's always what pulls us in to be interested as wrestling fans is never to be how to criticize a wrestler, how they perform in a ring or a promoter on how they run the show. We never do that because we have no say we've said it many times. We've said it many times. Uh, We're not, we're not promoters. We're not wrestlers. And then my thoughts on stuff like that was you can, you can do that within reason as long as it's respectful, you know, like you can probably talk about, like, say something you would want to see in a storyline. All right. Because you can really do that as either. It doesn't matter too much. Yeah, because we're but, we're a fan. That's kind of like our fantasy matchup. And even The Rock, people not wanting The Rock would be OK. All right. If they were respectful about it, not death threats and wishing him to be dead and all this. Yeah, like, is you can talk about it. Just be calm and respectful. Well, let me backtrack it to what I was saying about us not having any say on how anything's being ran. Eric Bischoff is suggesting that the announcement that Tony Khan is going to be putting out this week on Dynamite, it won't be changing anything. I don't he, even know um, what the announcement was. Well... Tony Khan, he has continued to tease about this announcement coming up on Dynamite. Um, Eric Bischoff has voiced his opinion on it on his uh, 83 Weeks podcast. I didn't know he had a podcast. Yeah, he had a podcast. Huh. Uh, but Eric Bischoff, he doesn't believe it would benefit the company at all, whatever this 
uh, announcement may be. So he's saying that it's a negative announcement. It, mm, or is no. he saying that there will be just no effect? There will be no effect to the company whatsoever. It won't improve the company or anything. Uh, now, in the past, he has Tony um, Eric Bischoff has been known to criticize AEW and Tony Khan's abilities of running a wrestling company. This right here is in a prime. Ex- oh, I'm hitting this. Is a prime example of what me and Chris have been talking about. Eric Bischoff has every right to say what the company, how the company is being ran. Okay, we don't, but Eric Bischoff does. So, the announcement, everyone is suspecting it's a possible Eric Bischoff, or not Eric Bischoff, but Tony Khan saying that he's signing Mercedes Monet or could be Okada. Well, he went on his pod, Eric Bischoff went on his podcast and said, quote, and just like everything else that we've seen out of AEW, a week later, it won't matter. Because it's not going to grow the audience and all, all of this hype and all the anticipation of the big super surprise or whatever it is. When it's all said and done, all three Tony shows combined, <clears throat> excuse me, all three Tony shows combined won't equal one Monday Night Raw writing. End quote. Oh, he means uh, Rampage, Dynamite, and Collision. Mm-hmm. It, all the writing within that show will not compete with one episode of Monday Night Raw. Oof. And in a way, as a fan, he is right. Because there are only certain storylines that are in that are sprinkled in th- all three of those shows. Like, I, th- I think we played this game last time where it was just try to name AEW storylines and not even j- the big ones, just in general storylines mm-hmm. that you could think of off the top of your head. So I think we came up with one or two last time. We came up with quite a few. Well, uh, to continue, to continue on so. on this, there's another story here. Bret Hart, Hall of Famer Bret Hart has called for more realism and less phony moves during matches. He also did this by taking a shot at Goldberg, too. What, what was the shot he took well, at Goldberg? He was, okay, let me tell you. He was um, doing an interview for Fox Sports Australia. And um, his he's had criticism of Goldberg in the past because it was Goldberg that gave him a... They had a match. Goldberg kicked Bret Hart in the head so hard, he ended up getting a concussion. And it was from that concussion, Bret Hart was forced to retire. Oh. And was possibly what Bret Hart believes may have possibly led to his stroke that he had some time after. I didn't know he had a stroke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he has noticed his resurgence in the wrestling popularity. Uh, he credits wrestlers like CM Punk, FTR, uh, for paying homage to his work it was during that match uh that cm punk and ftr had teamed together and i can't remember who they were taking on what about that promo thing that mjf did before one of his matches i remember that i think so too you're adopted you remember that he told the kid he was adopted yeah 
Oh yeah, that thing. Um, that was funny. well. He goes off to say this quote: "It's hard to criticize something that seems to be going through the roof. Wrestling has a surge of the last little while, the last few years, and even in my case, I seem to be as revered or popular as I ever been." And it's maybe because of the salutes I've been getting uh, from guys like CM Punk and FTR. Different wrestlers have mentioned my name or do something that I did in the ring as a nod or a salute to me. And I appreciate all that. I think CM Punk alone has done a lot to remind wrestling fans to take a look back at some of the stuff that I was doing and how good it was. And I think that's starting to stand out where it's like, in my honest opinion, without trying to sound too boastful, they pulled the curtain back on wrestling so much. And, um, of course, what he, and that's end quote. Uh, of course, he, he had expressed the concern about that, about pulling to pull the curtain back. And um, he even contrasted his own style of wrestling, which he thought, he thinks... It made uh, the action look more authentic and less rehearsed. Um, he goes to continue on. He says, quote, So now we know the whole thing's a show, and they're just good physical actors, and that that it uh, that is what it is. But you watch my wrestling, and you go, geez, he was the best. I think I made it look more real than anybody all the time. I made your st I made your stuff look good. I made my own stuff look good. Nothing looked rehearsed. Uh, there's so much I think in today's wrestling that so badly rehearsed over and over. Uh, continues on by saying, um, I saw something just a few weeks ago in a wrestling match where all the girls were lying in the middle of the ring together. And they were doing uh, the big belly flops on all of them. And you think they would get away from the kind of phony, rehearsed kind of wrestling. Who wants to watch that? I don't want to watch that. I know my kids don't want to watch that. The best pro wrestling has to, has to always pretend to be real. And that, and that way is, it's fun. But when you basically say it's not real... And it's all just a performance. It loses some of what I think it was in my style. My punches, my kicks, my drop kicks. If I drop kick somebody, I hit them right in the face. And I didn't hurt them, but both feet pushed his face hard enough to know, geez, I'm guessing that might have hurt. And the thing I take so much pride in is every wrestler I worked every uh single one came back and shook my hand to say thanks for the match he also took issue uh to the preva uh, prevalence of injuries in today's wrestling uh attributing them um to a lot of mistakes in positioning and executing the moves during matches uh he bret hart's belief right now is that wrestlers should prioritize their safety and not resort to reckless, crazy stunts that undermine the ability of the of the sport, like high dives and everything, and the use of chops. Um, he's argued that 
moves like whipping opponents across the chest cause real pain and contrary to the you know contrary to the principles of pro wrestling um he's got a lot of quotes here <laughs> cuz he had a lot to say about it uh quote i was a technical wrestler that made you you know when i put a headlock on it looked like a real headlock not like john cena or somebody that's got a headlock and it looks like he's he has on a tire uh, the headlock has to be tightened real you know that's what I pride myself on and I also pride myself on the fact that I never injured anybody ever I find a, a lot of the wrestlers today like when they land uh, wh when they land where they land they realize 30 seconds later that they're in the wrong spot and they start wiggling all the way across the ring to get to in the right position that's a fail you get an f in my wrestling academy when you do stuff like that and when these guys dive over the top rope onto 20 wrestlers on the floor they've got to stop doing that it's just not real and the chops and everybody chopping themselves what a bunch of baloney. Nobody ever won a match with a chop. All the wooing. It's real taking. Uh, it's real taking away from the beauty. And the art of great wrestling. End quote. And then he's got one more. Because I know it seems like a lot. There's a lot of great wrestlers out there. That can deliver great matches. But there's so many wrestlers out there that are subpar in my opinion they don't know what they've they don't know what they're doing out there and they allow themselves to rely on things like chops which i think is sort of cheap heat uh you get a reaction but what's your reaction you're whipping a guy across the chest with your hand okay so you're hurting some guy for real for some stu for some stupid reason and the crowd sort of reacts to it. In my understanding of pro wrestling, anytime anyone does anything to you that hurts you, that hurts for real, chopping, putting blisters on your chest when you go to your room or bed, anytime anyone goes, uh, anytime anyone does things for, uh, to you for real, they're in the wrong business. They're doing it wrong because you're not supposed to get hurt. You're not supposed to come back to your dressing room that night or your hotel room and have a big lump on your head or and a black eye and your teeth are knocked out. That's Bill Goldberg's wrestling. That's not how it's done. So he's got every right to say that because he is a Hall of Fame pro wrestler. And... Um, he is a victim of the New Age wrestler not taking you know precautions and things like that well Bret Hart in that same interview also talked about the one of the female stars of WWE that is bringing realism back is Rhea Ripley um, saying quote I really like her a lot I really like her poise on her staying in character and sort of lit living her she seems uh, like she's adapted a character that's fun 
uh, fun to play, and she's playing into that full tilt. She's putting that realism into it. That's what I miss a lot in, in a lot of wrestling today. Just making it more feel more real, and she makes it feel pretty real all the time. End quote. So, Rhea Ripley getting some praise from a Hall of Famer. That says something. What are your thoughts on all that, Chris? That was a lot of words. Wow. Did you pay attention to any of those lot of words? Uh, yeah. <clears throat> I've also been kind of, no- I've been noticing a lot of the same stuff with the people wiggling and how I've been thinking, I've also been kind of thinking that it's weird how you'll have giant groups of people that just get jumped on <clears throat> and it would it's just the easiest to avoid thing. And then you got all the yeah. Injury. Normally, you see someone coming at the in the in midair after you, you kind of want to step out of the way. Yeah, and then half the time it looks like they're getting ready to like catch the person that's jumping. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of them being instead of it being just a giant brawl with a big group of people, that that might explain why they were distracted enough for the attack to work. And then you have all the injuries coming out of, I, w- I guess mostly AEW right now. Um. Well, WWE too. Yeah, I uh, like that one with CM Punk recently, and then uh, mm-hmm. Seth Rollins too. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, that's part of the business is you know injuries and everything. But Bret Hart did ha- does have a point. I mean, I grew up watching Bret Hart and his matches. I mean, go back and watch his matches. Seriously, you'll see what he's talking about. He will. He said he would be, um, uh, you know, like really strong-armed, Irish whipped into the turnbuckle, and he would hit the turnbuckle with his chest really hard, and it would happen so fast. You're like, oh my god, you know, that knocked the wind out of him, or that turnbuckle probably went right into his throat or something, you know. And when he would be over here, kind of injured or limping around or something. That's him giving the realism to it. Like, you know, you get your knee, you get uh, someone attacking your knee or something repeatedly. You're going to show, it's good just to show signs that you are hurt. You know, it made it more realistic. Like, you look at um, his matches with, uh, look at the inner, the SummerSlam match he had with Mr. Perfect for the Intercontinental Championship. That is textbook Bret Hart wrestling right there. For a second, I thought you were going to talk about the Iron Man match. Uh-uh. <clears throat> uh-uh. Well, I mean, yeah, the Iron Man match would have realism in it, but the one that had the most, I think, was either uh, the one with Mr. Perfect or the other Sum- SummerSlam Intercontinental Championship match he had with his brother-in-law, British the Bulldog. Uh, British Bulldog. But uh, what, do you, what do you think about with what Eric Bischoff said about Tony Khan. I still don't know what the announcement is, but a lot of the announcements Tony Khan has made, I would say either had no effect or had no didn't have much of a good effect. Mm-hmm. Like, say, the CM Punk one, that had, a, I would say, a negative effect on the company. The one with the records coming back, that one, I think, had next to no effect, mm-hmm. I would say. I don't know, but from what I've seen as a um, fan. 
Another one is him buying Ring of Honor. He announced that? Yeah, he made an announcement on about that one uh, like <clears throat> a couple of years ago saying that he had bought Ring of Honor. And it's now now he own he owns Ring of Honor and is like Okay, how's this affect AEW? And it didn't. Except now I guess a few of their guys can go back and forth. Yeah, but still. All right. Well, it's all <clears throat> about time for us to get out of here. So what we are going to do, though, before we take off here is uh, go ahead and do our follower shout out. Of course, our TikTok follower shout out. Uh, it's going to be going to Brian Roman. Uh, he's a follower of ours on TikTok. He uh, put it under his bio here. Uh, Spider-Man and W Spider-Man and WWE and AEW fan. Uh, he says it says here he collects Funko uh, and figures. Uh, his goal is to be to reach 1,000 followers. He's halfway there. He's at 555. So look him up on TikTok. Give him a follow. Um, message him. Talk about wrestling. But definitely. Uh, Definitely one of our followers, and we continue to see, hopefully see more stuff out of him in the future. All right. Well, Chris? Reminds me of that scene from, Sp I think it was one of Spider-Man movies. I think it was the first one where I think it was Macho Man. Yeah. It's got a, like a crossover there. Yeah, a bit of a crossover. All right. All right, folks. Well, that's pretty much the end of our show for the uh, for the, tonight. Um, tomorrow night we got NXT coming up we're going to see the fallout of Vengeance Day what happens between uh, what happens between the Trick Mellow and um, what happens with Braun Breaker and uh, the Baron Corbin titles. with and the, the tag, tag titles, titles too yeah so also twice. who's the next opponent opponent for Ilya Dragunov a lot to lot to follow up with Speaking of following up, you all could follow up with us on our social media pages. Of course, we are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. We are on X, formerly Twitter. And, of course, we are on TikTok as well. Find us, follow us, comment with everything you may want to know. We also have an email. Chris, what's our email? Uh, crosspromopod at gmail.com. All right, folks. Well, for the Cross Promo Show... I'm Kevin. And I'm Chris. We, we gone. gone. Pinded? Well, uh, uh, words. But hey, the, the, the ding is back. The, Pinded. I I don't know. Not making any sense with the pended. I blame the dog. Oh, you blame the dog. You blame the 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 dog told me to say it. You blame Lucha Dog. Do not blame Lucha Dog. He made the word up.